Good morning. It's good to pray with you. I want you to do something for me. Take 10 seconds right now and look around this cathedral and try to find something you've never noticed before. Ready, go. Okay, lock that away, save it for later, it'll come back. All of this, all of this, it only exists for one purpose. That is to draw everyone here, every single person here, into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Friends, it has to be personal because that's how Jesus is. He's our Lord and he's our personal savior. He's our Lord and our personal savior. And some of you are like, oh my goodness, Bishop Vedder just sent us an evangelical. Yes, he did. Because that is the good news. That Jesus loves me. He's my Lord and my personal savior. Jesus is personal. He doesn't save us in vague generalities. He doesn't come to us in a generic way. He meets us person to person, heart to heart, each one of us loved uniquely and individually by Jesus. Have you ever really thought about that? Because we hear those words, but do we listen to those words? Jesus loves you in a way that he's never loved anyone else in a way that he never will love anyone else. His love is perfectly suited to the contours of your heart. And when he saves you, he saves you according to your needs, your salvation history. It's such a beautiful truth that the Lord is so personal. And friends, if he's personal, that means our Catholic faith has to be lived in a personal way. I think we sometimes lose focus on that. For all the theological and sacramental richness of the church, for all our liturgical structure, all our intellectual and moral coherence, all our artistic and architectural history and depth, we can never lose focus on the fact that all of this has to be personal. It has to be person to person and heart to heart because the Catholic faith always has been and always will be. Did you listen to the gospel that was just proclaimed? Jesus makes a personal response to his person, the central issue. So a little context, Jesus has been going around in ministry preaching and healing and casting out demons, and he's gaining quite the reputation. And so as his apostles and him approach Caesarea Philippi, he turns to them and he asks two questions. The first, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And the apostles have a ready response because some people say he's John the Baptist come back, some people say Elijah, one of the other prophets, and all those answers are wrong. They don't get to the core of who Jesus is. But then Jesus makes it personal. But who do you say that I am? You can imagine the apostles 
feeling that the risk, do I venture and answer, what if I'm wrong? Do I really know him? And that's what Jesus is asking them. Do you know me or do you know about me? Do you know me or do you know what people say about me? Well, those questions aren't just for the apostles. Brothers and sisters, do you know Jesus? Or do you know what other people say about him? Do you really know him? We can't ever move beyond that question. Well, back to the gospel. You can imagine the apostles hemming and hawing a little bit. And then in a grace-filled moment, in an incredibly significant moment, Peter steps forward and he responds, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Friend, that's our faith. That's our faith. The church exists to proclaim Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God, that no one before him and no one after him is like him. That in the person of Jesus Christ, God himself has shared our humanity, come among us, to know us each personally and to save us personally. That's the message. That's the essence of our faith. Now, a couple things about Peter's response. First, it's a grace-filled response. Peter didn't just have a good idea in his head. Jesus acknowledges it. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. Peter knows who Jesus is because he received a grace from the Father who wants to reveal the Son to us. And that's true for Peter and it's true for us. We don't have to figure it out. We don't have to think our way to faith in Jesus. We simply put ourselves in a place where we can receive grace, where we can say yes to that because the Father is laboring to love us. He's laboring to show us who the Son is. And it is in the Son that we're welcomed into relationship with the Father. Every one of us here, beloved sons and daughters of the Father, adopted, but in and through the Son who by his nature is the Son, we become members of God's family. That's our deepest identity. It's who we are. And the Father wants us all to know that. And then this. See, Peter's response, it reveals not just who Jesus is, but it reveals who Peter is. Because only in understanding and knowing Jesus in a personal way will we truly know ourselves. Jesus says to Peter, good, the Father's revealed this to you. So I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Peter, knowing who Jesus is, now comes to know who he is, and then what he should be about, his identity and his mission, beautifully, intimately linked with knowledge of Jesus in a personal way. Now, Peter's our first pope. He has a huge office to fill. He has a huge role to play. 
But my friends, the quality of that encounter with Jesus, that personal encounter with the Lord, that's not just for the first pope. It's not just for the apostles. It's not just for the saints. It's not for other people. It's for you and for me right here this morning, right at this Mass. Jesus wants to show us who he is. The Father wants to give us the grace to know him in a personal way. And in knowing him, then we come to know ourselves and what we should be about in this life, our identity and our mission. Jesus wants to make this personal. He gives himself to us on this altar. He gives himself to us in a personal way, body, blood, soul, and divinity, all that he is, knowing who will receive him, each one of us, with our needs, our wounds, our hopes, our dreams, our faults, our failings, all that we are, Jesus comes to meet us, and he loves us. He knows us. This has to be lived personally. Otherwise, it becomes something empty and formal. It's not what the Lord ever intended for the church to be. And it's not how we should live our faith. And it's not how so many of us do live our faith. The essence of the church is many people individually knowing that Jesus loves them personally. So we ask a grace today at this Mass to let the Father reveal the Son to us, to receive the Son in a personal way, to let him love me, to let him know me, to let him save me, to know that that is the truth, to build our life upon that rock of faith. Because since that's true for each one of us, it's true for every person, everyone here and everyone who's not here, every person we meet. We come to know and love in and through Jesus, and we bring that very love to them. So that's the grace to ask for at this Mass. Make it a personal Mass. Jesus, who knows you, who loves you, who saves you, who comes to you today, right now at this Mass. Let him reveal himself to you, his heart to you, and let him show you who you are and your mission. My dear brothers and sisters, that is our gift and our privilege. It's what it means to be part of his Catholic Church. Amen.